Welcome out there to another awesome episode of The Album Argument. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so thankful to have you with us today. For those of you who have never joined us before, thank you for coming. For those of you who are faithful, wonderful listeners, thank you for joining us again. We're just so happy that all of you are here. Yeah, good to see you, or good to talk to you. Yeah, hear you, hear you. You hear us. I guess. Something like that. Something like that. Um, For those of you who don't know, The Album Argument is a podcast where two buddies get together, we give the other one an album, and we pick the best and worst song from that record. And today's album is quite a doozy. It is one of the best-selling albums of all time. It is way up there. Spent a total of, well, I don't want to say the overall total, but over 700 weeks on Billboard's top 200 charts. Wow. Yeah, album sales charts. We are talking about Pink Floyd's the dark side of the moon. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm interested in why you uh, gave this record. It's a very popular record. It's a very popular record. Uh, so if you think back to a couple episodes ago, we discussed uh, picking albums that challenged us a little bit or were outside of our comfort zone. And I have to be honest with you, this album is very much outside of my comfort zone. Even though it's a widely popular album, even though I did own this record as a teenager, it's still outside my comfort zone. And so that's why I picked it. I wanted to challenge myself to go back and listen to it again and and, and really get my thoughts and feelings on, on you know, why I liked it then or didn't like it then or whatever and, and, and kind of present that to you and see what you thought because I don't think you and I have ever really sat down and discussed this record. I mean, we've... We've known each other for like 50 years and we've discussed albums like all of the time. And I don't think this one has ever come up between us. Do you, do you recall anything? No, I don't. Yeah, it's true. I don't think we've ever discussed this album. It's not always on my radar too. No, I don't know if, if you're handing it over to me at this point that it's, it's, um, it's, I do appreciate a lot of the qualities of this. Yeah. I do admit that I own this. Yep. So Very I have nice. this Very and, nice. uh, already own it, uh, already own it. Um, I do admit that I own this because I wanted it on super audio CD. Ooh. Did you know that there was a super audio? CD? I did not. <laughs> what is it's super a, audio? It sounds pretty crazy, but, uh, we usually shorten it to SACD. So back in the late nineties, early two thousands, there was, I'll go ahead and say a failed attempt at music and surround sound. Ah, I got you. So this is the kind of the reissue that I purchased maybe about 10 years ago. Yeah. I was doing surround uh, in grad school and also teaching it. And uh, this, I think this version came out in 2003, looking at the back. Nice. So um, yeah, Super Audio CDs were pretty cool. Um, again, it's a fail attempt. They're still out there, but you have yeah. to have a special player to play an SACD. It was a dual layer, so it plays the stereo when it's just in a CD player. And okay. it plays the surround 5.1 mix when you have a an appropriate setup. Hey, that's so that's pretty cool, actually. That, it, I'll admit, that's neat. It is an awesome record in surround. I know it was originally kind of recorded for that quad quadraphonic yeah. output. So the the original yes. surround in the seventies was quad, just uh, two speakers in the front, two speakers behind you. So it fits for that, and I could see it. You know, this is something that maybe fits live. It's not something that I listen to all the time, though. You know, but I do appreciate it. We talked about respect for other artists mm-hmm. the previous. Uh, episode that I could never do an album like this. Yeah, uh, I respect the heck out of them, and a lot of people out there love Pink Floyd. But I wonder too, out there, those who love Pink Floyd, is this your top Pink Floyd record? That's I a wonder. great question. Um, so, and that kind of leads me to why I picked this album. So, uh, there's a few different reasons. Uh, first off, when when we started this podcast, I've always listened to albums for 
you know, for enjoyment, for lyrical content, for uh, how an album made me feel. We we both know out of and, and our listeners out there who have listened to enough of our episodes know that I'm a very emotional listener. Uh, I listen to get the feels. Um, but through talking with you for the for the last what fifty thousand episodes we've done. Oh yeah, like fifty thousand and one. Fifty thousand yeah. and one. Um, I've really tried to focus a lot more on production and production value. And, and because I know that that's your world, that that's something you've dealt a lot with and being an engineer and going to school for stuff. And I wanted to have a better understanding and appreciation for your craft. And I, and I respect your craft a lot. Uh, I respect that you can also teach others this kind of stuff because it's well beyond my range of understanding. That being said, I've listened to a lot more records lately clearer with that kind of production mind. And when I was doing some research on what are some, like if, if I'm looking to be a, an all-star producer, what are some albums that need to listen to? This was one of the top picks, like go listen to this record. So I'm like, all right, I have it. Let me go check it out. And, um, it, it's very good. I'd like to say that this is an album. You said surround sound, and I get that. Um, growing up, I've always had this idea and this concept, and I think I might have mentioned this to you years ago, but there's a difference between albums that headphones are meant to be worn and then albums that you're supposed to listen to through speakers. And to me, this was an album that is meant to be listened to through headphones. And uh, there's like the other album that jumps off the top of my head that's another one of those records is Brand New's Deja and Tindu. That's a record to me that is better sound quality when it's through headphones. So you can hear the atmosphere happening. And it's funny that you mentioned that. So that the new attempt at surround is uh, what's called Dolby Atmos. So okay. you have Apple Music. I have Spotify. We don't have it on Spotify yet, I believe. Amazon has it. Tidal has it. But you can actually listen to You can turn it on. And you don't have to have special headphones, oh, but nice. a lot of these older mixes and a lot of definitely the newer mixes are mixed in Dolby Atmos. So That's if you cool. turn it on, it gives you that mimic, even over headphones, that it's kind of all around. Now, That's pretty cool. Does it really sound like it's all around to me? No, but it doesn't. <laughs> it's not the same as being in the middle of yeah. like a theater and having speakers all around. But yeah. there are certain. I agree with you. Certain albums that. Yeah. Um, serve that purpose. And it's interesting that even now with the technology pushing it, I wonder if there will be even more albums going in that realm. That'd be cool. Actually. The second reason why I picked this album is because again, I did purchase this as a teenager. Uh, I had a pink Floyd poster in my room for years and it was of all the album covers painted on these ladies backs. And I thought it was really cool. And I'm like, well, I should probably actually buy one of these records too, you know? <laughs> so I bought the wall. That was the first record I bought of theirs, and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but I felt like it was like it was ridiculously long. Didn't have to be that long. That's just me, and we won't go into that. But so then I was like, all right, well, then I heard this conspiracy theory about playing Dark Side of the Moon along with Wizard of Oz. Now, I'll be the first one to tell you, I love conspiracy theories. I think they're hilarious. I think they're a lot of fun. I don't throw any kind of weight into any of them. Uh, I like I love hearing what people think. Um, I do think we went to the moon. I don't think the earth is flat. Uh, but, but if you do great, I love conspiracy theories. I think they're fun. So I was like, here's a cool conspiracy theory about if you line up dark side of the moon with wizard of Oz, apparently it, it lines up perfectly and all that stuff. And so I bought the CD to do that and I did it. And you know what? It's a bunch of hogwash. Oh, I thought it works. No. We I, I, no. uh, you might all laugh at me, but in one of my classes in college, 
It was a pop music class, and we did that in class. It's a bunch of coincidences. Coincidence, yeah. It, I don't, I don't buy there, into. There's no fact or reason or anything by it, right? But there's certain things where I think they jump over the fence or something, yeah. and the music lines up, and the first, yeah. It well, there's much a thing where up. like Dorothy is balancing on something, and then the, the lyric balance comes across, you know, and it's like, okay, yeah, again, little coincidences. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, it doesn't match up, not in my opinion. Now, there's probably going to be people out there. Yes, it does. And if you think so, cool. Good for you, man. I don't. So, Dark Side of Oz. Right? Dark Side of Oz. Yeah. So after that, I was like, I'm not really interested in this album anymore, and I put it away. I'm like, I'm never going to listen to it again, probably. And lo and behold, here we are, forty thousand years later. We're talking about it. Well, you look pretty good for forty thousand years. Thank old. you, sir. So do you. I'm only gray in the beard. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So Pink Floyd. I mean, it's. So you're saying that you don't necessarily listen to it every day? No, not at all. Um, the, you know, and and I think that there is a, I think that there is a very special quality to this kind of music. It, again, very atmospheric, and I think that actually speaks to what this record is. This record is kind of like a show. I don't want to say like a Broadway show, but it's meant to be performed in its entirety, one track after the next. It's not meant to be played. Well, here's track two, and then. We're going to go on to another song in this concert, and then here we're going to play track five of this album. It's meant to be played from start to finish to get the full concept. And that side of it, I think, is actually neat. And there's proof of that in the sense that Pink Floyd played this album in its entirety a year before they actually even released the album. And I think it was at the London Theater in 72. And, um, I mean, to, to me, that's that's cool. That's like, you know, that's really neat, and that grabs me more than anything else. That concept of start to finish, this album is supposed to be one long story. So I, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. So I I will go ahead and say that, you know, thanks for giving this to me, let's yeah. say. Uh, as I mentioned, I do own it. Um, it is an album that I think I might listen to more now, actually. Yeah. Funny enough, it's you by listening to this now, it, it brought up certain things that uh, I kind of brought a tear to my eye that I... You said that I kind of rubbed off on you in yeah. terms of production, and you've kind of rubbed off on me in terms of lyrics, right? Now I actually read and listen to lyrics, right? So we're we're working out our differences with each other live yep. on air. So brings a tear to my eyes. Tear so. to the eyes. So that I've looked at some of the lyrics in some of these songs too. Yeah, and uh, that's something that I did not listen to for you know before, and so I appreciate some of that. And uh, yeah, a lot of the the production quality, I think, just still stands out, even though it's from the early 70s. It really does. And and again, listening back to this record and enjoying it more for the production is definitely where I, I when I say I enjoyed this record, because I did, I enjoyed this record. I mean, but I enjoyed it from the the side of, oh my gosh, what did it take to make this record happen? I mean, you look at iTunes today, not iTunes. What am I talking about? When we look at GarageBand, when you look at, uh, 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 what do we use? We use uh, Pro Tools. Pro Tools. Uh, when you look at this stuff, it's easy to cut and splice things. You know, I mean, I've done that on GarageBand, cut and splice things. But when you think about what they had to do back then, and uh, let's be real, the producer of this album is not Pink Floyd. It is actually Alan Parsons. Alan Parsons. Come on, Pink Floyd, give the man his credit. When you look at what Alan Parsons had to do to even make the clock sounds, to to make the change sounds for money and stuff like that, that's you're talking about precisely cutting tape and and putting it back together and lining everything's up perfectly. I mean, one slip up and the song is not the way it's supposed to be. That is beauty. 
So from that production standpoint, I applaud them. It's gorgeous. It sounds great. It's a wonderful, well-rounded, produced record from start to finish. Good job. Yeah, and I can see those that were around in the 70s and you listen to this for the first time and you put on the 33 uh, record and you listen to this. I would have been blown away. Yeah, I would so have been too. I, I would probably still hold this up to against any record if I heard this originally. Now we might think differently just because there's of other music and so, so forth. Let's hear what you have to say, start to finish. What's your favorite song? What's the song that doesn't uh, cut it for you? And and I want you to answer this question: Does this stand the test of time? Interesting. Does this stand the test of time? Uh, I'll come back to that. All right, sounds I'll good. I'll come back to that. I'm thinking about that. So it is a great album because it is a concept album, right? The Dark Side of the Moon. Which uh, actually stands for like lunacy yeah. and going insane, Sid Barrett type stuff. Exactly. So what, track nine is Brain Damage. I believe that's where uh, I see you on the Dark Side of the Moon. Um, so it, it, it's, got a, it's got a great just you know, track one to track 10. If you think about it in terms of vinyl, it was five songs on one side and then it started with money on the other side and had five songs on the other side. Yeah. So great kind of flow. It was definitely this concept album. It's very orchestral, let's say, yes. symphonic. So our backgrounds from orchestra, mm -hmm. you know, I guess, let, sorry to say we were, uh, I hate to say it, slightly negative at the beginning, but very positive now in terms of Lots of great qualities. In terms of songs, though, I mean, Money is the big song that you hear out there. Yeah, That might is. be, honestly, let's say if you if you pluck a song out that stands on its own, a song. Yeah. I think there's maybe one other song, but everything else you kind of have to listen in terms of the album. Yeah, totally. I, I could see somebody throwing Money on like a, a mix CD or mixtape and it being, it's fine. It's fine on its own, but... Yeah, I guess the grand scheme. Isn't that the intro music to the the money guy here in Atlanta? Uh, um, Clark Howard? I think so. I think, his, I think he, so. he has the money. So, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of consumer report people out there using money, you know, the little, <laughs> the, the, the beginning of it. So going on the, does it stand the test of time? In terms of songs, if you pluck songs out of this and you are young, younger than us, or you've been around and you're just exploring music, you might not appreciate it, right? So that's... Yeah. In terms of does it stand the test of time? I think it might not stand the test of time as much as a symphony or orchestra, right? So if you go play, you know, tell somebody to sit down for 45 minutes and listen to the whole Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, they might just listen yeah. to the first one that is the calling card of Beethoven's Fifth. And yep. then after that, they go, well, I don't understand, but there's cool calling cards in that symphony that brings back the motive of da 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 throughout the rest of the symphony. Yeah just like this. So breathe here. Number two, uh, I'll just go and say my favorite track is time. Okay. For very music good. and for lyrics. Okay. Um, uh, because I am horrible with time. You know, everybody knows I am late. <laughs> I am late. And my students would go, he's late. Yes. I, will be I am, late to his own funeral. Yes. I am typically late. So time is just something that we've been talking about in terms of midlife crisis and so forth that time you turn around, you go, where did, where did all this time go? And actually looking into the lyrics of time, I've always appreciated the music of mm -hmm. time. Uh, but then also looking into the lyrics, I go, oh man, this is, this is like me now. Right. And so, but at the end of time brings back a little bit of breathe. Right. Gotcha. And then there's a, a few other motives that come back at the end of some of these songs. So it's pretty cool. If you can get through all what's uh, 42 minutes, almost 43 minutes. Yep. So I don't know, 50. telling somebody right now to sit down for 43 minutes and listen to it. I 
yeah. I, I have to say, I, I, I don't know if everybody can do that in terms of today's um, short term, so. short memory, uh, attention span is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so anyways, time, I'll go ahead and say, I've always liked it. It's pretty cool that it has a long intro though. So it's like 216-ish. That's when the actual song kicks in. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty long song. Was it six minutes, 53 seconds? Takes two minutes just to get to the, let's say, song. Um, the chorus has a cool background vocals, kind of like a Leslie Speaker feel. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really hitting me right now, the lyrics. They get on time. And uh, at the end of the song, it mentions the song is over. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. pretty cool. It's so pretty anyways, cool. <laughs> let's listen to some of time. Yeah, this is golden. I, I could listen to this. So it's I a kinda, great song. Yeah, rediscover this. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to this. I mean, I, like you said, it sounds great. It's got the cool guitars going back and forth. It's a cool song. Yeah. Very good. That's I a think, good pick. Really good pick. If this started at 216, though, that's the other thing. Yeah. Somebody has to listen to two minutes of it. Now, yeah. those out there that say are Pink Floyd fans like, what are you talking about? That's Pink Floyd. Yes, we understand. Yeah. But uh, this is just maybe somebody else's interpretation of it, our interpretation of you know, we give this to our kids that are yeah. younger now. Are they going to sit through that? And some no. might, some might not. No, I, I, I think that's 100% uh, accurate. That a good two solid minutes can be cut out of that and be fine. But again, if you're listening for the experience, then of course it's there for a reason. Yeah, and it's a symphony though. I mean, let's go ahead and say the dark side of the moon is a symphony. Mm-hmm. And so if you know that going into it and you know that it's an album, you can't pluck the songs, you'll have fun. Yeah. It's great. Maybe you have a haze over you too. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not speaking on that. So, but uh, no, I, 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 <laughs> somebody's going to get mad at me. Anyways, I say you do you. Anyways, um, I, it. I mean, start to ending though, it, it starts off with a nice heartbeat and speak to me. Mm-hmm. It's got a, a lot of cool like interludes, right? So there's some songs are just instrumentals. Um, I already mentioned time. It's got a, for the '70s too. It has some cool synths. I would say too. Like yeah. I can only imagine listening then. Now might sound slightly outdated, but uh, money's in seven four. It's a cool little thing. Uh, but if there's a couple of songs, I mean, even going to the end, Eclipse. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll just finish the first thought is that the last track is called Eclipse, and he's talking about the dark side of the moon. Yep. Again, it's kind of a like you said, it's it's not necessarily literal but it's figuratively kind yeah. of going crazy, but they use eclipse and they use terms of the moon and so forth. So it, it works all well together. Two songs stand out that I think I hear as singles. And again, by plucking them out, I just don't appreciate them as singles. It's us and them and brain damage. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm trying to pick one that uh, if I don't, my least favorite, I don't want to just pick an instrumental because no, I, I think that's kind of easy. So maybe I would say any color you like. I uh, wanted that for you because we talked about the color and the shape, the you know, but, but that's shape. actually pretty cool. Like, but if you pluck that out, you might say, well, that just doesn't stand against time, but us and them, the, the, the melody and the chords and then brain damage, the melody and the chords, just the way they go together kind of gives me this uneasy feeling. Yeah. That's somewhat Pink Floyd. And then some out there will go, that's Pink Floyd. And I understand it's just, it doesn't get me, uh, but brain damage is supposed to sound like that. Mm-hmm. 
because it's about going crazy yeah. and brain damage, right? So yeah. I appreciate that. So I'll, I'll, I I had to look into the lyrics. I go, okay, I won't pick brain damage. Long way of getting to, I'll go with us and them. That's, my least favorite. That's and fair. Them. And I hear this on the radio and I just, I, I can't listen to it when it's on the radio. So it gets huge in the chorus, though, the middle section. It's it's still pretty cool. But mm-hmm. again, it's just for a song wise. Can I get through all of that time? I can get through knowing what it's coming to. Yeah. But us and them, I don't know. I, I, I If I have to pick a song again, and if I'm not trying to pick an instrumental, because I would easily probably just pick any color you like is the least like because there's parts you. of us and them. So if I have to pick one, sure, I'll go with us and them. That's fair. That's fair. Some people won't like it. I've got no issues with that. Yeah, some some people won't like it, but um, yeah, I think that's what I got. Cool sounds all around, though. What are your thoughts? So I am going to say that picking an instrumental is perfectly fine. And the only reason why I'm going to say that is because there's four songs on this 10-song record that are instrumentals. And I am including The Great Gig in the Sky as an instrumental because it is Claire Tori and she is wailing in it. And it's beautiful. It's awesome. Um, That's actually my pick for the best song. And and I think it's a phenomenal song. But I do count it as an instrumental and she's using her voice as an instrument. So I'm okay with picking that song as the best and it's an instrumental. So go ahead and play that one. I love it because you can feel the emotion in her voice. Yeah. And it's a good closer to side A. Side A, yeah. Right. Uh, the side story, too, is that she had to sue them, I believe. I think so. For writing credit. Yeah. Because she kind of proved that it wouldn't be the song it without her song contribution. Daughter. And she actually showed up and they're like, uh, just sing something. And then like, so she tried to put words in it. And they're like, no, 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 no. Just make noises. So there, there is that story that goes along with it as well. So that all that apparently is improvised her just going at it. I don't know if that's 100% correct, but that's to my knowledge of what I've read and what I've understood. I just think it's a beautiful song. It, yeah. It's really got emotion and power into it. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not good songs on this record. Money, obviously, is a great song. Uh, I think Breathe is a good song. Um, Time, I think, is a wonderful song. Um, but, you know... I actually really do like brain damage as well for the lyrical content and stuff like that. I think your pick of time is a great choice. Um, it, it is the best song. I wouldn't go that far, but I do see why you pick it and, and how it relates to you. That t- makes total sense. Um, but I have to say, because I picked an instrumental as the best song, I have to pick an instrumental as the worst song. And I'm going to go with on the run because that song is pointless. Ha 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 ha! 
It starts off cool, and I think it's going somewhere, and I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And it just keeps, and it keeps going. I'm like, all right, it's building up something. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And it never progresses to anything. But it has the heartbeat come back to it. And I, I think it's the idea, too, that on the run that it goes into time. True. Right? So it in does. terms of the, the sequencing and the uh, theme of the album, uh, or one of the themes, let's say, is time. Uh, also going crazy. Yeah. Um, but let's say time. So on the run, everybody's always doing things yeah. on the run. And it kind of creates this uneasy feeling. So I kind of like that. I like the cool sense considering 1973. Oh, yeah. The sense are great. Um, I think maybe I also have been, uh, I've heard this in surround. So it does sound cool and surround and swirling things around. So and that helps it. If hearing it that way or, you know, the way I want to see it, because I love shows. I, I did theater growing up. I love, I mean, every time I've been to New York, I've tried to go see a show. I love theater and production and shows and stuff like that. That's wonderful. I think if I saw this on stage being acted out in some way or or some dance being done to it, I might appreciate it more. Just hearing it on the record, yes, I know it's a part of the story. I know it's a part of the concept. But if I'm trying to analyze the best and worst of something, I've got to go with the one that literally does nothing for me. And that's this one. Even though I do like the sounds, I would like to see those sounds progress into something else. Even though they do technically progress into time we're talking three minutes three minutes 45 seconds of these just random sounds that lead to nothing so i don't know that's where i stand yeah i I think i would fight you on that too in that uh my let's say other choice maybe even worse than us and them again because i didn't want to choose an instrumental was any color you like are are you trying to say that you're better than me because you didn't choose an instrumental no 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 but i just you know we will we will fight. We will fight. We will fight. Right. And we're back again after we went to the hospital <laughs> after fighting. No, no. Uh, just, I think, on the run where it serves right before time, earlier on the album, it's a good segue. Uh, any color you like towards the end, it's also three and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. I would just say any color you like is just a jam mm-hmm. that some people like this, too, for that jam band-esque, and I think we're just not of jam bands. No, we're not. You and know, that's fine. Uh, uh, theme and genre base on the run, I think serves its purpose. Any color you like to me, I still would fight that it doesn't serve a purpose. So if you were to ask the question to me of, does this stand the test of time? I'd go back to production. Yeah. Production wise, it stands the test of time. This is a great album. If you are, uh, again, as I said before, start to finish, if you're going to sit down and listen to an album, start to finish to get the whole concept and the whole idea. Yes, this is fantastic. But if you're a casual listener, if you're going someplace and, you're driving 15 minutes to this one spot and then maybe an hour or two past then you drive 20 minutes to another spot. It's not going to work for you. And it doesn't work for me in that sense. So yeah, if you're sitting down to fully grasp the whole concept, yes, cool. If not, then no, it doesn't work. Yeah. I think I'll take time off and put it into a playlist. I think your daughter mm-hmm. mentioned that how she takes certain songs and yep. puts it on a playlist. Time will always be a great song to yeah, me. It's a wonderful song. Um, outside of that. Yeah. It's um, I would not listen to on the run. Mm-mm. On the way to something, no, it's gonna make you a little. Uh, I just wouldn't listen to it in general. It's gonna make you go crazy because it's got that. Yeah. Oh no, I've got to get here. I've got to get there, and that's what the purpose. But and, and, yeah, and, and for that purpose, yes, it is great. But again, do you want to listen? Do you, do I want to listen to that? Right. That's why uh, not to get into other styles, but sometimes I don't like to listen to certain types of music because mm-hmm. the purpose is anger 
Yeah. I just don't want to feel anger at that moment. Exactly. So this is supposed to kind of make you uneasy. It's about uh, like brain damage again. And I, just certain times, I, it's hard for me to listen to that. But I agree with you. Show-wise, it's probably serves yeah. its purpose. And we'll see. Uh, I don't know if you saw in uh, kind of preparing, I'm sure you did, that Roger Waters is has re-recorded, yeah. I believe, is or has re-recorded all of this with his vocals, which he, I think, only sung, what, one or two tracks on this? Yeah. David Gilmore, luckily, sang more of the songs. He is a great singer. I like yeah. his voice and guitar. But we'll see how Roger Waters' version is received. Yeah. That's a good point. That's so, a, that's in, a good in point. In today's time. And I know he still tours a lot and so forth, so... Uh, he's got to be what 90 somewhere so we'll, we'll see like, we'll wow. see how it sounds yeah so let us know out there you know does this stand the test of time the dark side of the moon we we still suggest please go listen to this because oh, this yeah. is a let's say a pivotal album in the history of music yeah definitely rock and roll definitely i mean there's so many influences that have been pulled from this record uh you can hear it in everything from aerosmith to to even like current bands right now there's definite influences that have literally been pulled straight from this record. This is a good album. Is it for everybody? Eh, maybe not. Yeah. Some have said this is kind of a shift. There's like shifts in music mm-hmm. in terms of there's dark side of the moon. And then there was a shift. And then some say like Radiohead, okay, computer. And then that was a kind of a shift too. You know, so, I think that's a good connection. I think this is the Radiohead of the seventies. Yeah. You know, if you want to kind of put it that way. Yeah. Introduce sense maybe to people that weren't used to listening to those yeah. and kind of or the beginning of sense, let's say. So uh, let us know. Was this an album that you heard from the first time and you're amazed on vinyl or are you listening to it in Dolby Atmos and are you amazed in the Atmos version? Yeah. Who knows? Or stereo version. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much out there for joining us. We really appreciate it. Please, please, please support the artist. Go and buy the album. Go buy it digitally. Go buy it in, in single version. Go buy it in CD or cassette or vinyl. vinyl. Yeah. yeah, get the vinyl of it. It's got a cool album cover, man. Like Pink Floyd never failed when it came to their album covers. They were solid. Yeah, there's been some reissues of big box sets too, mm-hmm. and you can go get that. It comes with all these extra mixes and so yeah. forth. So if you're really into that... It's out there. Support Please support the Pink Floyd. Yeah, support them. Support their music. Support everything they do. Go and look them up. iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Also, look for us on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you get your music. We can also be found at thealbumargument.com. Jeremy, is there anywhere we, we can find? We haven't talked about that lately. We, at the first couple episodes, we said, like, hey, find us here. We haven't done that lately at all. In terms of other podcast places? Yeah, well, places? where else can we find information about you if we need to look you up for some reason? Oh, for me? Uh, well, we have on our uh, thealbumargument.com. We've got links kind of embedded go. to our uh, our page. So mm-hmm. I have my just jeremydudman.com, and then you've got your link I got to my your, YouTube page. Your, your Coach Stroud page, too, yeah, if Coach you want to see what we look like. Uh, we've got some pictures up on our website, how handsome we are. Yep. You can check it out. Mm-hmm. And um, we are taken, though. We are taken. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, unfortunately for our wives. Oh, yeah. All right. Until next time, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everybody. We greatly appreciate it. Hopefully you had a good time with us. Catch you on the dark side of the moon. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Deuces. We are out. <laughs>